When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Hello and welcome to the It's All Covers to Me preview show. I'm Danny and I'm here to look ahead to a trip north this weekend to sunny Cleethorpes. And to help me do just that, I'm joined this week by Alex from the DN35 podcast. How are you, Alex? I'm fine, Dan. How, is you, how about yourself? Good. Feeling the heat a bit. I'm sure it's going to be the same on Saturday. Usually the first day of the season is one of two hot days of the season, the first and last day. So... But it's looking promising for Saturday, I think. A nice seaside trip. Well, it's the only good time to come to Cleethorpe. So uh, you are very lucky indeed. And obviously, Ben Fox will show you exactly where to go. <laughs> he will. Well, whether he'll make it or not, I'm not sure. But we'll probably come into that later on. Um, I was looking at the fixture list when they first came out thinking, I am glad we've got Grimsby in the, the start of August rather than a Tuesday night in mid-December. So that was... that was How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Can you do it on a cold Tuesday night in Grimsby? Probably not. We, we've struggled at times as well. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's get into it then. Let's start last season. What season for you guys? I mean, it's not easy to get out of that league for a start. It's not easy to come back at the first attempt. For, for another thing you you made a great start to the season top of the league after 12 games I think it was hit a bit of a rocky spell in the middle of it two wins in 14 games and I think that coincided with John McAtee being injured for a lot of that time owners held firm there was a little bit of talk I think of Paul Hurst and his position at that point where were you at, at this point in the season when 
you've had a good start, but then you hit a, hit a spell where it's just not gone so well. In in your eyes, where were you at that point? Were you quite happy to back Paulhurst at that point? Yeah, it was an interesting one. We had that conversation a number of times on the show because um, Paulhurst, because he's been here for so long, we we kind of attune it to like being in a long term relationship. That sort of after <laughs> after so long there's something that breaks your back. So there's quite a lot of fans that aren't his biggest fan, believe it or not, even after what mm-hmm. he's done, just because it's like, it's almost like you've loaded the dishwasher wrong too many times. And after eight years, <laughs> that's it. I'm done. You're out. And, and some of the fan base are like that. And some like to be, say, look, I told you all along he was rubbish. Well, they're, they're quite quiet now. But um, at the time, I think we were having that discussion and, and someone put it to me and I said, look, as long as we don't fall below 15th, I'm not worried because then that's it, it's sort of where it is. And and the way we'd structured the team at the time, we had a really decent player in Alex Hunt who played for Oldham last year after he left us. And we had uh, Riley Towler, who's from Bristol City. Mm-hmm. And they were both on six months loans and they were really good. And then they went and it kind of coincided with this run. There was a bit of squad disharmony. I think uh, there was a couple of uh, things happened in the background and, and, and it kind of just came to pieces a little bit and the way that we, they were able to sort of get back into such an almost mirrored that run again at the end of the season was pretty pretty impressive but no I was never in the sort of Hurst out camp uh, which is a, which is a, a thriving membership at times uh, <laughs> but um, no it's um it was a it was a oh this is this isn't how it was going because even when we were top of the league going this is not going to go this is not how it's going to be all season <laughs> this is going to go wrong absolutely at some point um, and um, it did it did at Bromley and and we have to make special I don't know if you're going to do you want to talk about do you want to talk about yeah. Andy Woodman yes please yeah go for he it he hates us <laughs> he absolutely <laughs> hates us I don't know I mean. F- I'm just glad that Kevin Donovan had to round him in the 98 final then than he did now because the size of the bloke, it had taken him two weeks to do it nowadays. <laughs> but he hated us. And that kind of, I, all I'd ever seen, because I lived down south, and all I'd ever seen town was when we were pretty naff. We drew at Maidenhead and then we went to Bromley. And uh, it's a ledger centre, basically, that's masquerading as a football ground. And... Um, <laughs> It kind of plastic pitch and it hammered it down. The first time we've ever played on a plastic pitch and it was basically like sheet ice. And so mm. they were all used to it and accustomed to it. And we were just slipping around like it was um, Mark Fowler doing dancing on ice. And um, it was um, it was an interesting one. Every time they scored, they came running over to us and it was during biblical rain and there was no roof on our away end. There were 700 of us there and they just ran us like, guys, it's not worth it. And Andy Woodman ran up in front of the town fans, pumping his fists like he'd seen an all-you-can-eat buffet. Uh, it was it was amazing. So yeah, he doesn't like us. But I, other than that, yeah, I, I was I was not hearsed out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we met Andy Woodman recently. We had a um, twenty-five year celebration of the. Was it a restaurant? Year- it was no, it was not. It was a, it was a bar. He's following the next best thing for him. Um, we, we, yeah, we basically had a celebration of the twenty-five years since the ninety-seven win, which obviously the year before you're talking about. Yeah, he's well in for managing us one day. He said so. He might come back to haunt you again at some point. Oh, um, that would be lovely. Yeah. You're wondering why all of a sudden there's so much ag from Grimsby yeah. fans just for no but he I mean I think you must have seen the BT interview yep don't like him yeah yeah yeah, yeah like, no, alright okay we yeah, did yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> I was like yeah 100% we did, I, don't, I don't like him 
yeah he was he was he was good value for it and i i hope he <laughs> i hope he enjoys these leisure center <laughs> um moving on to something that's probably not a leisure center um in february Notts county away seemed to be one of the turning points for you to come back again am i right in saying you took four and a half thousand fans that day yeah we league, did the league game at Notts county that's We've, insane for that level we've got a pretty decent away following um i, I maybe i keep saying i put it down to the fact that groomsby doesn't have a nando's so there's nothing <laughs> else to do on a saturday yeah. but we have probably six seven hundred i mean one of the things about groomsby that is probably different from northampton is if you get an education or you want to get a career you pr- you tend to leave so mm-hmm. all of a sudden you get grimsby fans everywhere so when we like go to bromley we take 700 on the tuesday night it's because we all live there Got you, and yeah. and yeah. the the best part of it is watching um, these poor sort of my wife's the same this middle class woman from Surrey who's only ever been to Waitrose, and she comes along to this Grimsby away game. She's like, All right, Dave, I haven't seen you for years. How are you? Yeah, yeah, I've just made probation. That's brilliant. Yeah, she's sort of, <laughs> she's sort of terrified, hanging on to me. Going, who are all these people? Ah, oh, I went to college with him. He's brilliant. Uh, yeah, so um, we do take a lot, and Knotts um, County's pretty close for us um we did the same at Doncaster a few years before that and there was kind of a bit of a furore at the playoffs because they restricted our tickets to 2000 because they wanted to try and make Mm -hmm. it as much of a home advantage as they could which is their prerogative but um if we have we'll we'll take a fair few to Northampton when we go down as well because it's quite well located and um yeah there's we 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 like to get out just to see the world it's our um it's our (laughs) road to go to Benidorm yeah yeah (laughs) <laughs> going to Bromley's your version of Benidorm. That's, Definitely. That's it certainly but, felt like I jumped in a pool by the end of it. <laughs> but one of, I think one of the reasons why I'm quite happy you're back in the league is because of that away following, because you, you, we've got the last couple of years, the likes of Barrow, especially, who you, you can take about 50 fans away to and they come to your place and it's just a couple of scattering hundred of people. And Actually, you just want the teams that are going to bring a good following and are actually passionate. You're, you're a decent club. You're a good-sized club. You're going to have about 9,000 there on Saturday, I think, for, for this game, which we'll talk about a bit later on. But actually, it, you, you prefer them games. You prefer your away to be full and you prefer your away to be really passionate about the team. And I think that's that's what you've always been, I think. Um, so to that North County game in particular, it seems to t- it's completely turn your season around and show that your fans were still with you we're still with Paul Hurst do you think that was that bigger turning point in the season it's probably one of the main points yeah I think um it was just that nice little bit of relief it was we were never had that sort of mantra in fact um playing you can you remember 2005 the last minute uh you, oh, I was going to come on to it later yeah, yeah I was going to save it but. <laughs> but we were that sort of team where last the last minute goal does not go in the it does not go in the net that we're aiming for so it was just like, it was amazing and it's one of those ones where everyone went to and everyone buzzed about it and 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 I think it did help it certainly did and it just felt it just felt like the guys were coming together again and it felt like the first steps again for pulling that that team apart that together because that that playoff campaign felt a bit like a mini world cup because there were three games and they're away from home you almost it did feel like a, oh who do we have next in the in the knockout rounds like it was quite it was quite interesting I'd happily have that I mean obviously I'd quite happily have that every season but um um yeah, yeah. it was it, it certainly felt like it was the start of it and then we brought in someone like Gavin Hollenhan and then we beat we we smashed Chesterfield 4-1 um at their place uh which was quite good 
um, and um, we scored some screamers that day. So it was um, it was interesting. But that experience you say about League Two is basically just what non-league is. And you'll find mm. Oldham and Scunny will do ex- well. We call it getting brain treed uh, because <laughs> um, we go in there. Go, oh, if we're going to smash this, and and I, I I still in my head I think it's the second game we played. We lost five nil to Braintree, and you're just <laughs> sort of looking around, go. What just happened there? Yeah. <laughs> just walk out dazed and confused. And that's what it is. Not If you want to know what the experience for National League is, is you go to some nondescript suburb of London that you've never been to, and there's no tube line there. Um, and um, all the houses look the same, and there are 15 cars parked out front. And uh, you go into this ground that has a tea bar an open terrace, and one decent stand. You lose 2-0, and then you go home. And that is it. That That's, that's your National League that's experience. <laughs> that is if you want to know what it is that's it and you'll just walk out and what they'll do is this they'll um it'll be their big game they'll have like it'll be quite full for them but it's actually like 1800 people and um they're buzzing for it and they're like their players are putting their life on the line like maidenhead when we drew with them they were on the floor exhausted like collapsed in each other's arms and you just go oh oh this is terrible this is and you just you we just thought we'd be in for the long haul we never envisage we'd get back mm. out of there so quickly yeah, so, so you're back at Notts County again in the what's it called a qualifier? I think they call it now for the, <laughs> the playoffs. And and looking at that, you, you're going into it finishing fifth, and you've got like you say to to go up, you've got to basically win two away games against the team that's finished higher in the league than you. Realistically, are you expecting to to get through it, or are you just kind of facing it as a right? Let's go for it. It's us against the world kind of thing now. Yeah, I didn't expect much from it. I just thought it'd be a nice little learning experience and we could use it as an opportunity to sort of galvanise the team. Uh, we'd had, um, when we lost to the, in the playoffs to Bristol City in the final in 2015, it was kind of used as sort of a catalyst to propel us to the next season. So it, it helped us galvanise a lot of funding for the team. And that was what I was kind of hoping for. It would just be an experience. Which, look, we've learned a lot from it. Uh, we, we weren't the best team in that league to, to go up second after Stockport. So we've just got to learn from it and build on it. And um, we'd obviously beaten them before, but all that I had to watch on telly because there's only sort of 1500 were allowed to go, but um, it was very much queued up as Notts County. have got these incredible strikers in front of them that have all gone everywhere else now. Um, and um, they're, they're going to, they're going to rip us to pieces. And it just felt really, it just felt like it was quite comfortable. We got our foot on the ball and, and played it out from the back and was quite, was quite steady. And then it just ended with, um, uh, Manny Manny Desiruve just threw himself at it. And he, he was on the he was on the TV after. So I just fucking threw myself at it live on telly. <laughs> I was like, that's brilliant. It's like it's now on a t-shirt and everything, and it just sort of sort of encapsulated what was to come. But um, Notts yeah. County was that was the one where I felt the most like we wouldn't win. I was like, mm-hmm. ah no. And then yeah, and then uh, Wrexham, and that was a nice normal game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's obviously, yeah, you put so much into the Notts County game, and then you, you sometimes think that's it now, that, that's our big moment, and it's gone, you're going to be exhausted. And then obviously, <laughs> you're going to Wrexham with what everybody in the league is probably thinking Wrexham are winning these playoffs because it's, that's just the way it is, that's the way it's going to be, money's going to win through. How good was it? So, I mean, firstly, tell us about the game because it's ridiculous, <laughs> probably the, the definition of a ding dong. Um, but then what's it feel like to actually come through it and then still have a final to play at the end of that? It was it was terrifying. It was it was just it felt like basketball. And I've got to say, first and foremost, Wrexham fans are the nicest set of fans in the world. I absolutely love them. And I mean, you know, like 
if if it isn't you that gets bought out by that stuff, as long as they're doing it the right way, I couldn't think of a better set of fans. They've been down there long enough, and I would have like I, I couldn't begrudge them if they'd have beaten us. Like you've been down there since two thousand and eight or whatever it had been. It's been a long time, and um, uh, yeah, it was just it was just insane. And we you, th- you think oh. He was especially when they scored that penalty, which yeah, wasn't a penalty. And then McAtee just went, ah, oh, just that's what he is as a player, and that's what Luton have bought. He's just he's very much the biggest shit house you'll ever see. Just in in <laughs> ag, he's yes, he's, he's the he's a fifteen year old in a Stone Island jacket, uh, like extending his arms after you've after they've just scored against you up against the barrier. That's Look what he is. I look forward to you meeting Danny Hilton on Saturday. That's all I'll say. Oh, good. Well, yeah, there's that <laughs> yeah. too. Um, um, uh, but, but yeah, yeah. He's, he's basically that, that, and he's just been allowed to play football. And um, <laughs> he, um, yeah, he just swept it in. And then after that, it just felt like it was no one for everyone forgot how to defend. We both had guys who could throw the ball really long, so it just looked like someone was practicing. Like if medieval warfare just had two two uh, armies that just had trebuchets, that was what it was. Just <laughs> flinging it over, just to, just above everybody's heads. Submission, yeah. Yeah, it's just it was just yeah, it was it was incredible. It was the closest thing to to sort of trying to bomb your your opponent out of business. It's, and um, yeah, it just came out of we just had the bigger foreheads to land the ball on, which was which was stunning. And it was um, you come out of it and you just in there was just such a buzz, and there was like I can't believe we've done that. And then you go in. Yeah, we'll win this now. Because even before the conversation was, look, whoever wins out of these two teams, because it was either then Halifax, I think, or Solihull, I think, look, either of these two teams, it'll be whoever wins it wins. Like, whoever wins this will probably win the, the whole thing. And um, yeah. you can't have to go, we're not going to win this. This is they've, they've just played two, two sets of extra time. They've just scored. Uh, we've scored seven goals in two games. <laughs> we're going to be completely and utterly busted. And um, yeah, you just come out of it going, you, you're trying to not get taken away by the optimism um, and just go, oh, no, this is not good. It's clearly going to be sad at the end. But you couldn't help but feel like, yeah, this is this this could be on. Because it kind of, you know, like Real Madrid last year with their Champions League, it just felt like they had it, they understood it. Mm. And it was quite, yeah. it was it was a bit arrogant. I guess it's arrogant or so, but trying to compare, it, compare the two, going, look, it feels the same sort of vibe. Like, yeah, we've got this. Like, we'll just keep going. Yeah. And, and it just helped. <laughs> Was that normal for you? I think you hadn't you no. drew the last game of the season four all with Eastleigh as well. Yeah, we we taken a, a we taken a second string eleven. Oh, and oh really? Uh, it right. was just um, it was just um, because they we knew the playoffs were on, so it was just like I'll oh, just yeah. take whoever and and it was it was fun. Um, <laughs> it's like it just ended. Oh, that was a nice little game. Like right now we've got to go through the playoffs and lose to Notts County. Uh, but um, yeah, it was um. It was a bit mad, and I, I was, when we lost two 0 to Leighton Ori, you just said, "Oh yeah, this is what football is. <laughs> this is a bit more normal." <laughs> yeah. Um, going back slightly to the playoff final, then, um, were you in any way annoyed that it was at the London, London Stadium? Yeah. I know the pricing was a massive issue. Uh, Twenty-four thousand pound, I think, was raised by the Mariners, which is which is a, what an effort to help some of your fans get there. What did you think when you found out that it was at the London, London Stadium? Yeah, I kind of because I work in I work in events. I kind of had a bit of sympathy for them because you're trying to look for a location, but at the same time, it was a terrible idea, and yeah. um, you should have just picked like Villa Park or Old Trafford or something like that, just something a bit different. Um, mm. And um, because it's just not, a, and then you, you learn more about like I, my eight year old came, 
And so what they'd done is like the few, so the seats behind the goal at West Ham had been taken away for a monster truck show, as you do. And they had like 5,000 seats on the bottom tier, which had half like concession prices. Um, And they sold to to season tickets within about two minutes. And then you only had the top bowl, a bowl, and it was 50 quid and there was no concessions. So I ended up paying 50 quid for my kid to my eight year old to sit in a seat. It's like, this that is, is ridiculous. This is mad. And that's where, thankfully, the trust gave me some money. Go, you're not doing that. Like, here's some cash. Yeah. They did sort it pretty quickly, but it feels the national, if you think the EFL is organized poorly, you have got no idea like mm. how sort of tin pot it can really get in terms of how, how they can organize it. And they're kind of just planning it on the hoof. And at least they were mm. listening, but sometimes they just don't and they just, sort of go the way they want to uh but yeah it was it was disappointing but at the end it was like the view wasn't too bad um but it was a massive there was one ball boy behind the goal and he had the area of rutland to like cover <laughs> when the ball went out um and um i felt so just one of them just like can you at least just put like i don't know get a steward or something to help him out now yeah. this eight-year-old is pegging it like 100 yards to get this ball every time i'd have hated i'd have felt sorry for whoever had the penalty shootout if it had ever gone for it <laughs> but um yeah it was um it did a tiny bit of gloss off it but it was nice to go and it, it meant we filled it and it looked pretty good from our end but um mm. it's one of these things you go against solihull moors they take five thousand, but they're still their goal still sounds quite loud when they score yeah yeah so what they might have been doing the National League is trying to make you feel at home you know you said earlier about how you just turn up to a random London borough yeah. with no tube station <laughs> they're just trying to make you feel yeah exactly yeah. They, should, they should have held um, it at Bromley I hope yeah. and I really hope <laughs> Andy, Andy Woodman, Woodman went uh, Andy Woodman driving driving the, the ball onto the pitch yeah yeah exactly the game. Yeah. Uh, where does it rank where does the National League playoff final rank in terms of playoff finals we won't gloss up we'll gloss over it Actually, a little bit. The other ones, we don't want to talk about them too much. Yeah. yeah. Um, but where does it rank for you in terms of playoff final victories and promotions? Um, do you know what? It probably comes second after 2016, just because that felt like we were building to it for a few years. So you felt mm-hmm. like there was a journey to go through. This time, when the second goal went in, I didn't do, I didn't scream, I didn't do, it. I just stood in disbelief and went, "I can't believe we've fucking done this. This is mental." <laughs> and um, uh, yeah, uh, so it it was kind of that thing, and I don't even think even now it's sort of it's probably late in Orient when we get kicked off, go, Oh yeah, we, we're actually back here. That it's, in five years time, we're going to go, can you remember when we were in non-league for a year? That was a bit weird, wasn't it? <laughs> and um, it, it kind of felt like that. And um, the achievement was incredible, but you almost feel like we looked in on it and it was, we found, mm-hmm. so, we found that magic, that magic sort of solution that, that, that stuff you can, if you could bottle it, you'd be a billionaire just for those three or four games. Hurst had almost made a tournament team where no one could handle Cropper's throw because no one had seen it before and no one knew what to do with it. And imagine halfway through the season, you'd have been able to deal with it. Um, Mm -hmm. And it just, yeah, it was just, it was perfect. It was a perfect moment. And because it was so perfect, kind of second, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I don't want to be Noel Gallagher. (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> we went Martin McCutcheon for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, that's not <laughs> yeah. Um, so, did, did you kind of enjoy it a little bit in some ways? I know a lot of fans who have been down there and come back have said actually it's quite a good laugh if you don't stay there for too long. Did part of you enjoy going to these grounds and 
doing yeah, the tour of the National League. Now it's done. It's fine. Yeah, it's quite nice because it feels like you go on a bit of a gap year and you go to Wilston <laughs> and you go to Bromley and you come back and you go... What gap year? Yeah, and you go, you come back in and you it's like, there's no offence, but like, we've played Northampton for a hundred years. We've played Swindon for a hundred years. Like, you're like, yeah, hi guys, we're back now. Like you come back from college, you go, oh God, these guys are unbearable because we're now wear- oh. wearing a Wildston scarf and going, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you don't understand how it's done at the grassroots <laughs> you found, level. You found yourselves. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, exactly. Yeah. Namaste. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just just go, I mean, these burgers are good, but there's this small bar at, at, at Wildston's ground. Oh, they they cook the the onions until they're black. They're so wonderful, <laughs> but you wouldn't know that unless you're there. Yeah, yeah, it, it yeah, does yeah. feel like that. But yeah, after seven years, the time before that, I was I was I hated it, and I hated going back this year. In fact, it was really heartbreaking when we got relegated this time round because uh, mm. you we'd we'd almost we'd found our solution and it it just hadn't come come round in time. Mm. What's it like to be back then? Late in Orient last Saturday. Yeah, we lost. Good it feeling to be back in. <laughs> no, it was great. It, and Leighton Orient um, flogged tickets for half price, so it was eight thousand. So it was nice. pretty decent, and it's a nice ground. And because there's such a buzz around the place with the new ownership and stuff, we'd sold out our tickets for ages. But the problem is now, it's like it's like trying to organise a military operation. You're like, I don't have a season because I live in Hampshire. I don't have a season ticket. I'll I'll, I'll watch it from my uh, villa in France if I follow a league game. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Um, and um, but you're trying to find a ticket and you're like, can I borrow your ticket, Dad? It's like, I'm not going down to the club office. I'm not going down the ticket office in queue, mate. You can find somewhere else. That. And um, you, you do get to that. So we sold 1,200 tickets, as, as many as we were allowed. And it was great to hear the voice and everyone back in full pelt. Um, it did feel a little bit... It, it, I know people keep saying that when you come up from the National League, national teams to do well. I don't think that's a given now. Look at Barrow, look at Harrogate. Um teams don't necessarily come up and do well and there is a different there is a bit of a gap appearing mm. um because we felt a little bit off against Leighton Orient and I know we've had quite a short pre-season but um Leighton Orient felt quite stuck together quite glued quite quite good um and um it felt like we have a bit of work to do so um it'll be interesting to see what we come up against when we play you guys mm. so not pretty much a sell out isn't it on Saturday yeah, yeah, it will be. Um, we've um, you guys are stuck in the corner, I'm afraid. Um, oh, we? So we've got the away. We we're sharing the away end with you, which could oh, be lovely. quite interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's it's lovely to see. It's never a problem we've had before. Um, yeah. So um, we uh, we um, we usually sell about three thousand season tickets a year, which I think is fine. We've sold about mm-hmm. six thousand, and our poor oh. owners are going. It's not even like it's six fields. So it's not even like you guys, your, your stadium's fine. Like if you sit in the far corner, you still get a half decent view. Like yeah. our, our stadium is basically Kenilworth Road, isn't it? Like if you're, <laughs> you're sat in ones, like this chair has not been sat in since 1963 and there's like a hole in the floor and, you know, it's like, where are we putting everybody? We've got nowhere to stick everyone. Like there'll be people <laughs> on roofs. There'll be some random rickety stand that's sort of put on the top of a terrace behind that behind the goal it's um it, it will make for a great atmosphere uh but i think we've got a it'll be interesting to know sort of the gap between johnny come lately's and and mm-hmm. uh people that are happy to sort of wait i think most people are experienced town fans but um if um we feel a bit bit light up front um so um it'll be interesting to see how it's received but 
I imagine there'll be a buzz and I, I, you never know. If Cropper comes on, we'll win 2-0 because um, we'll score off corners or oh, we'll throw, sorry, as we call them. <laughs> is it a long throw match? Is it a specific type of long throw? Is it like a... Oh, it's, it's Rory DeLapp would be kissing his boots uh, or, <laughs> or signing his towel. It is something I've never seen. And it's weird because he's not, he's not our first choice right back. Uh, Michi Efete is a better player. But just because of what he's... He, he can bring to that, that goal threat is sort of, it's just, only, you know, when you get a free kick at the edge of the area, it feels like mm-hmm. that now whenever you get a throw in, in their half. So yeah. everyone's sort of bouncing, going, this is going to go in. <laughs> so I've got no, I've got no qualms with Bolton Wanderers fans anymore now with Sam Allen. <laughs> you been, understand. Yeah. yeah, it must have been brilliant just watching the ball being lobbed up. Uh, but um, I, 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 I don't imagine he'll come on until like the, the we, he came on with about 15 minutes to go last week. So, um, that's that's the one I always look for because it's always a bit of fun. So yeah. if you want to make some money, waterfall on to score from a header because take a look at some of your other players. John McAtee signed for Luton this week. I got quite excited when I saw that. I thought, oh, great timing. And then a couple of seconds later, loaned him back to you. <laughs> How I mean, Neil especially was impressed by you. One of our um, co-hosts was impressed by him in the playoffs. How big a player is he for you? How relieved are you that he's come back? Yeah, he's he's massive. Now, there's a massive question mark on whether he'll play on Saturday. Um, oh, is that? Yeah, he's got a shoulder injury. So we played at Kings Lynn, uh, which they didn't walk the pitch. So it was basically concrete. Fell on it, unluckily. And there was umming and ahhing whether or not he needed to have an operation. It didn't happen. And it kind of popped again at Leighton Orient. Uh, and he got through the game. But um, I think um, now there's professional championship. Uh, medical people looking at going well he's now our player so maybe you should deal with him now um, rather than waiting until he comes to Luton uh, but um, it's um, he might not play but it's his energy levels he leads from the front he presses from the front he's our first line of defence as well as attack um, and he just links up so well and he's as I said to you before we started he's just a, he's just a shit house. he is mm-hmm. he is that 15 year old kid up against the barrier he's amazing he's so He's he's so good with that, and because he used to play for Scuddy as well, he loves winding them up uh, <laughs> with us, which is brilliant. And um, yeah, he's he's I'm going to miss him dearly when he goes because he's he's just fun. He's just a mm. he's just a bit of a laugh. I don't think he's massively prolific because he plays almost like as a number ten sort of second striker thing. He's not like sort of he's not he's not our leading guy. That's Ryan Taylor. But um, yeah, it's um, he's he's going to be missed when he goes. It's kind of got a farewell tour then now. now yeah, ex- exactly. Into... Yeah, every bar in Grimsby, most likely. <laughs> but you signed Uncle Bryn as well. Bryn Morris used to be with us. Yeah, yeah. He, he's. Um, I, I'm quite looking forward to seeing what he's like, really. I can't. Um, but um, we've got quite a few of these. You know, Paul Hurst is great at that. He brings a player in I've never heard of. Um, mm-hmm. And um, he then he's someone that I love for the rest of my life and don't want him to leave. Uh, but um, it's. Um, We've got a few like that. Kieran Green came in. Uh, he looks pretty tasty. Niall Mayer. And um, um, yeah, it just seems a pretty decent pretty decent selection he's brought in. What's he like? Um, solid enough, I'd say. A midfielder. Um, I wouldn't say he'd do anything spectacular, but it's one of those that you, you can you hardly notice until he's gone kind of situation. Yeah. Um, but he'll, he'll do a lot of tidy stuff. From what I remember, I don't think he was there long enough to make a massive impression, but it'll it'll be fine. I think at this level, it sounds yeah. it sounds uh, very uh, Ben Fox. No, it's not as energetic as what I've seen. Oh, ben is Fox. he oh, okay? 
no, no, it's definitely not there. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say. Um, don't think Ben Fox will be there on Saturday. It might be. I don't think he's back yet. He's touch he'll, and go. Apparently. He'll be up there. He's got. He's got. He's got beers to get in. Uh, <laughs> uh, he'll be up. Uh, he won't be playing, but he'll probably be in yeah. the bar. Uh, yeah. I mean, we've not seen any of him yet, apart from those couple of people who've been to pre-season. What, what can we expect from him? Yeah, he's a great link-up guy. He's really good at turning the ball over, can find a pass, um, mm-hmm. and he's just a little bit more technically gifted than what we used to have in midfield. Uh, so he's missed, and he was missed against Orient because we got turned over quite a lot in the middle of the park. Um, mm-hmm. And he's, he sort of found his, he found his feet towards the end of the season, um, and we were disappointed he went. Um, but... Um, it's one of these where you can live with one of the players not coming back. It says sort of probably how well the club has said that he was the only one that we'd offered a contract to and, and didn't. And I think it was mostly down to location, I'd like to think, because uh, he's Bert, he's a Burton guy. And so he's that mm-hmm. sort of way. Um, but um, yeah, he, he, you'll love him. He's brilliant. Just give him a bit of time to settle um, and uh, make him. He, he, he loves, he, he loves a, a party um, from what I could see nice. from the tour bus. Uh, so, um, you'll, yeah, he's, he's well worth keeping after and looking after. Yeah. I feel like I just asked for a reference for someone. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Really good <laughs> attendance. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, obviously, big, big party atmosphere expected on Saturday. We've, uh, we quite enjoy a Grimsby party, though. So, we, uh, oh, yeah, I can, I can imagine. To... Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a decent place to go. I don't know how many are coming. I'd imagine no more than 500 because that's the sort of, oh. I think that's what you've got. But, um, um, it's a great place. Get, go down to Cleethorpes and, uh, get some, uh, fish and chips from Steels. Don't go to the pier. It looks fancy, but it's naff. It's a tourist trap. Um, so get something there. Go to a beer. There's a, a decent place called Message in a Bustle and then walk down to the grounds along the seafront. And uh, oh, good. it's a it's a, it's a wonderful away day. We are we are very much underlooked as a decent away day in the summer because uh, it's a um, it's a stunning place for a, a cheap beer as well. Nice. Um, uh, it'd be my first time I've came actually. I, I wasn't there. I, I love you just avoided the trap of talking about 2006 there when I was trying to go goad you into a to uh, the Grimsby party mode. Um, <laughs> it was a weird day that I just didn't like because you scored and then Leighton Orient scored as well. So at the what, same time, pretty much. So it was it? just like, oh yeah, fine. And um, then Russell Slade was too busy uh, flirting with Yeovil to bother to put our campaign, our playoff campaign together. So. Um, we went all the way to Cardiff and lost to Cheltenham, who took the same amount of fans as we did, even though they were half a mile up the road. Mm. Uh, and they were oh, okay. It was like, this is what non-league is like, I guess. And uh, <laughs> it's very much what it is. Uh, so, um, yeah. yeah, it's uh, interesting. If I'll, you do uh, want to start... If you do want to start pretending to pitch invade in injury time on Saturday, we'll be very welcome. Yeah, we'll do our best. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so, what, what else are we walking into on Saturday? Then it's obviously going to be a, a big atmosphere. Your what sort of playing style? Because we don't know a lot about you at the minute. I felt a bit agricultural on Saturday. Um, mm-hmm. It felt like Leighton Orient played quite a high line, and we were trying to beat it by going over the top. Um, I don't think that's usually Paul Hurst's way. We've got a really strong defence, um, which seems to be what we've built it on, but we have a very light up front. So we, we look like we're going to get this guy in on loan from Luton. That isn't John McAtee, um, mm. which I guess is technically a loan. Um, and um, uh, and uh, yeah, so um, we've got this other guy coming in. He looks a bit raw, uh, but we are so, so, so weak up front uh, that I would imagine we'll try and keep it tight and keep a, 
keep you frustrated and I think we'll be torn I think where we could become we could sort of fail and falter is when we're sort of caught in two minds on whether we want to attack or keep mm-hmm. it tight um, because until we find that elusive man up front I think we're going to struggle a little bit for for that but the midfield is strong uh, so and when and green looked pretty interesting on the wing so um it's a it's going to be a, it's going to be an interesting one really about how um sort of how we how we how we face you because i don't know what we'll be like at home usually we play some pretty neat stuff uh paul hurst isn't a slouch on that stuff but on 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 last saturday we just looked a bit sort of over the top toppy which i mean we had a couple of chances off if but after they after they scored their wonder goal we we went to pieces yeah, that was ridiculous. That goal, wasn't it? That's a, that's the definition of a thunder bastard. That is in off the bar, out the net. You, you can't do anything about that, can you? <laughs> no, absolutely not. And it was um, one of those ones where you just—I mean, I even applauded because there's nothing you can do about it. You just—that's—that's, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, that was amazing. Well done. Fuck off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, uh, all credit to them. But he will never score another one like it. Uh, no, it has to be against us. <laughs> uh, it's coming on to predictions then uh, for Saturday. Are you going to the game? Will you be up there? No, I'm. Uh, I'm down here, unfortunately. Uh, but I'll. Um, I'll be watching keenly from France. From France, um, yeah. Yeah, and um, we often found Germany was quite a good location. Oh, is it? Is it good? Well, it's yeah. a. It's a, a better footballing experience overall. I might have to try Germany <laughs> one time this year. Um, uh, predictions for the game? Too? Yeah, I think it'll be. Uh, I think it'll be a, a, a neat one-one. That'll be it. Uh, nice easy one uh, we're going to build we've got quite a tough start so it'll be uh, nice to get some points on the board yeah I think I'm going 1-1 as well actually so that's going to be quite boring for the listeners <laughs> sorry guys I was going to say that before but I think I'd be quite happy with the point going there and having got the three points last week I think I'd be pretty happy with that but um, yeah thanks so much for joining us no problem pleasure to it's been great fun to chat with you uh, where can we find your podcast uh, all the dip- uh, disreputable places you can find podcasts uh, and on YouTube we'll review the game afterwards because we're not experienced enough to organise a preview unlike you guys uh, <laughs> who are far more professional it's usually a WhatsApp message around at about 7.55 going is anyone coming on or what uh, and then uh, yeah 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 and then there's usually the sound of clinking glasses in the background uh, <laughs> but yeah um, so that's usually Sunday at 8 and then we'll put it out on uh, on normal places too Nice, nice. It's been really great to chat with you. Looking forward to coming up on Saturday. Tick, ticking Grimsby off my list. Nice one. Yeah, thanks so much, Alex. And we'll, next week, we'll be joined by a Hartlepool fan if we can find one. <laughs> thanks very much for listening. We'll be back in your ears on Tuesday as we look back on this game of Thieves. Thanks very much, Alex. Cheers. See you soon. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Sports Social Podcast Network.